Hello and welcome to Integral Teaching, presented by teachingintothefuture.com. My name is Diane Walters, and I've got a series of podcasts based on what I call the unfinished lesson, leaving room for the students. Let's get right to it. As a teacher, like many teachers, I really felt responsible for the progress of my students on an academic level. And I, I really think now that I confused responsibility with seriousness, that I needed to impart knowledge in a kind of like a, a serious, responsible manner. And I did that for about seven years. I was prepared. I was organized. I was absolutely um, dead serious about my work. And I think that perhaps some of my lessons might have been just that. My students uh, would have none of it. And I realized that if I didn't do something very different, I'd lose them. And so I began to teach out of joy. I began to look at what that meant. And when I think about that, to actually be responsible for engagement and learning, really the responsibility as teachers that we have towards our students is one of engagement. That's actually the key. And when engaged, academic responsibility follows suit. To that end, I came across the work of Parker Palmer. He wrote that joy-filled teaching and laughter-based classrooms were a key part of heart connection with the students. So I'm going to read a quote by Parker Palmer. I am a teacher at heart, and there are moments in the classroom when I can hardly hold the joy. When my students and I discover uncharted territory to explore, when the pathway out of a thicket opens up before us, when our experience is illuminated by the lightning life of our mind, then teaching is the finest work I know. So exploring the balance between teacher presentation and student participation of the subject material in order to leave room for what I've called the unfinished lesson is to really explore the teacher as an artist. So how do we educate for the development of students as human beings when the emphasis is based on laughter and joy, heart-based interest, and active participation as a key to unlocking all learning, and academics based in life force, not dead conceptual thinking is true engagement and true learning. I believe that teaching is a creative act. Behind the teacher or homeschooling parental presentation is the desire to engage and engender curiosity about the given subject that we want our students or our children to learn and know. So how do we manifest the student participation in the learning process itself? That became a big question for me and still is as I delve deeper and deeper into the questions themselves. And then teaching became an unfinished lesson where the goal to enhance student participation, where inquiry was paramount to teaching into the future, whether it be in a classroom or home-based environment. As I mentioned before, I'm a potter, and the art of a ceramic artist has really taught me a lot and informed my practice as a teacher and vice versa. I realized that I needed to listen to the students as a ceramicist listen to the clay. 
I listened to the unspoken feeling of being able to manipulate and mold the clay to whatever I form I choose to put it into or make out of it. And to do that, I have to work with the key principles of what every artist works out of. I have to trust the unknown. I have to ask questions. I have to allow the students to receive what I bring in their own way. The clay receives us and molds itself to our imaginations, becoming pot, becoming plant holder, becoming process. Whether we're hand building or working on the wheel, we are working out of movement. Children naturally work with movement. As I mentioned in my last podcast, Sally Goddard Blythe really focused on the element and the necessity of movement in brain-based learning platforms and outcomes. So when I think about teaching as an art, I know that movement belongs to our intelligence and to all that we do, whether we're teaching science, math, language, or history, or social relationships. And when we engage our learning and our teaching and our presentation through this concept of it has to move and asking ourselves, where does our lesson move? Where does it change? Where does it relate to the movement that's inherent in all of us? And I don't know about you, but I've worked with a lot of kids who have what has been termed attention deficit hyperactive disorder. And I realized they were my best teachers because they couldn't stop moving in the classroom. And after uh, many futile attempts and many, many years of trying to get them to sit quiet without Ritalin, with it, just to sit and do the lesson and complete it, for goodness sake, when I realized that I needed to flow with them rather than against them and work with how they needed to move. So I gave them manipulatives. I gave them sculpting clay, and they could sculpt anything they wanted to as long as they didn't disturb their other classmates who didn't quite need to move as much. But you can bet that everyone had a baggie with sculpting clay in their desk, and they were allowed to take it out at any time that even a math quiz or a test or a language activity, if they were nervous, they worked with this, and they were able to form and shape through their hand intelligence, something that they, they needed to get out of their system so that they could settle, so that they could find their still point. As an artist in the ceramic studio, I have to find my still point through the moving, whirring ball of clay put in front of me on my potter's wheel, and it's out of shape. And it's actually really hard to find the center. So the only way you can find the center is you work with the play of opposites right? You work with that level of just the right tension. You bring in all your strength to raise it up into a cone like the volcano it came out of. And then you bring it to the opposite, to the horizontal, down, down, very slowly. You're going really fast, but you're keeping tension and working very slowly. So I think of that akin to teaching in the classroom. And I might be working with a big concept and working with a quite a lot of material that I need to get them ready for, especially if they were getting ready for a provincial exam. Or that I was just entering the end of a main lesson or a, a unit block of teaching and I knew I needed to wrap certain things up. But I had to find the still point. So what is the still point in the lesson? Well, first of all, it's within ourselves. 
finding our still points as teachers or as parents is to really just take that moment out of the worrying life around us and know what we center on and what play of opposites find us in our ability to find balance and our ability to find joy in where we stand and what we do right now. Children are present, we all know that, very present, much more present than we are. And to find that level of presence inside ourselves is key to finding true relationship with our students. The still point of connection inside, within, and then the still point of connection with those who we serve. In 1993, Buchner, in a book on wishful thinking, said this about vocation. Vocation is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. So to work with that ability to see the children and ourselves anew is to be present. Otto Scharmer, one of the founders of the Presencing Institute, really worked with the idea of presencing as an act, as a continuous act between the past and the future so that you can find your level of presence as a verb in movement each and every moment. So I began to really look at that, how do I do that as a teacher? And how now do I guide teachers to do that for themselves in their classrooms? It's really working with the principle of transformation. And when I realized that, I realized that teachers, more than perhaps a lot of other careers or professionals, really work with the principle of transformation. We're agents of transformation in our students. And we're working with that, with their interest level. What we can actually make or break whether or not they're interested in a subject by our own enthusiasm for that subject. And our own connection, our heart-based connection with them as students. I think we can make or break, as many teachers have, a life biography for a student who might go on to become a biologist or a geologist or a scuba diver or a hairdresser. Whatever they find themselves out in the world as, they can usually track it back to being inspired by someone. So when we as teachers are inspired ourselves, and we know that that inspiration comes from a rather like a breathing into the curriculum, a still point between ourselves and the world, we can then gift that to our students. So the world's great hunger, when I think about meeting the world's great hunger, I think about the need to nourish, the need to provide real food. And if education isn't food, what is it? So to actually, and good food, and the action of good food is to be alive and to meet the children each and every day in a new way and to meet the subject out of our deep curiosity. You'll find on my website, Teaching Into the Future, that I really speak out a lot about really finding our curiosity as teachers through the curriculum seal. So if the teacher is a, an awakener of the subject matter, where is the role of a human laughter? Where is the role of joy in learning, of enthusiasm? And so by fostering human connection as teachers or parents with our learners and our students 
through the human heart and our capacity to create how we belong to this world and how we belong to one another so that we know that we're not alone. And out of that level of connection, we work out of what is also our human birthright, which is joy, to behold the joy in one another, to work as a transforming agent of change through joy is to work truly with the sacred art of bringing what lives within us as humans out to the forefront of the world. In my next podcast, I'll be exploring the aspect of community and connection further. In the meantime, go and enjoy yours. Thank you for listening to Integral Teaching, presented by Teaching Into the Future, and I hope to see you again. If I piqued your interest, it would really help if you would rate my show either by a like or giving me your personal rating. I'm just starting out here, and I've got a whole lot more for you. So stay tuned for my next podcast. Thank you.